Blog Talk Radio.
Yes, that was a throwback. Soon as I heard that, I thought of Belly, and I'm like, let me go on and play this before I come on the show. What an introduction. It's your Bling Diva, Miss Bling in the building on this wonderful, hot and muggy <laughs> Monday. Oh, my God. I'm just excited. I'm sitting here. I said I wasn't going to cook nothing today. I'm eating corned beef sandwiches and just made some little sandwiches with the pickles on the side and some blingy Kool-Aid, and I'm sitting here chilling, about to do my thing for the next two hours. So if you have any requests, send them to me at blingradio at gmail.com. Better yet, don't be a punk. Pick up the phone. Call me, 646-716-9719. That's 646 646- Seven one six nine seven one nine. Let me know what's on your mind. I got some stuff I'm gonna let off my chest today, so you could do the same. I I'm gonna go ahead and play a lot of stuff that I downloaded yesterday. I was on the phone with my sister and we was reminiscing like crazy. It was so many old songs that oh god, we went back to the nineties yesterday. I had a ball, but I wanna play this remix of Birthday Sex. As a matter of fact, I need to see if Jeremiah is in town, is in town, I got to. Uh, it's sunny, it's hot, it's a perfect time for him to have his bling shades. He got some birthday sex bling shades that I did for him. They all the same, but this is a remix with Inerta and R. Kelly. I got. Everything we wanted for our birthday sex. Let me get the list and do a little birthday check. Vicky's on the bed. But I love when you were with your brother too. Could you be dressed to impress? We're free for the best scene. Slow jams in a CD deck. Can you tell me what I'm missing for the list now? You and your swing. I'm trying to give you brother love while I tongue twist. You didn't know it, baby. You fucking with a convict. Whatever you want, you can have it. I'll be happy to do you like you want. And I'm not a rookie. This is posted. Blow out your candle I'm about to slide off in the girl like Sandu And I'ma let you be the judge While I'm eating your cake So we can do this like a DJ panel Do you want enough shit to get you for a birthday gift? I heard you really want a new hairball I'ma buy two cause I'ma break that Man, I can't wait till I'm digging in y'all I represent the D so I'ma get off of y'all Who and I? You gon' Why we? Girl, it's your birthday Go, it's your birthday That bitch in the club on defense Baby girl, I'm a bust that oh, oh, oh. Gonna give you a back rub You will hop in my hot tub You vanish with my fingers Now I got that ass up To the point you're screaming out It hurts, it hurts, yeah But you gotta admit it, quench your thirst Your thirst, yeah Oh. 
gonna take a dive into the water deep until I know I please that body, body, ow. Oh, girl, without a broom, I might just sweep you off your feet and make you wanna tell somebody, body, how I do. Or maybe we can float on top of my water bed. You close your eyes as I improv. That was the remix of Birthday Sex. And I have some more blinky music I'm going to play. I want to send blinky love out to all of my listeners that's listening worldwide. I truly appreciate you. I'm sitting here trying to eat this corned beef sandwich. <laughs> so I'm going to play some more music. If you have any requests, hit me up, 646-716-9719. This is RT Eversole and Ray Lavender with Keep Winning. And that's what we doing around here. We ain't no losers. Everybody listen to this show. Y'all motivated. Y'all got stuff going on. Y'all winning. Just like me. Keep winning. They won't give a damn. They won't give a damn about you. Kick you in the face when you down. Yeah. So many people doubted me. Well, I'm on time. Look at me now. Hey, Love dead bleeding in the street.
all for the motivational rap today. I got to play T.I. and Rihanna Live Your Life, and then I'm going to come back with some Run That Back with Dave Precise and DJ Avery Minor. We'll be back in a minute. Michael Black's going to be up on the show, y'all. It's special with hand to all my, all my soldiers over there in Iraq. Everybody right here. What you need to do is be thankful for the life you got, you know what I'm saying? Stop looking at what you ain't got. Start being thankful for what you do got. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey!
hustler and the swagger of a college kid. Allergic to the counterfeit, impartial to the politics, articulate, but still a grab a nigga by the collar quick. Whoever having problems with their record sales, just holler till. But that don't work and all else fails, then turn around and follow till. I got love for the game, but hey, I'm not in love with all of it. Could do without the fame, and rappers nowadays are comedy. The hooting and the hollering back and forth with the arguing. Where you from, who you know, what you making, what kind of car you in. Seems as though you lost sight of what's important when depositing them checks into your bank account and you up out of poverty. Your values is in disarray, prioritizing horribly. Unhappy with the riches cause you're pissed poor morally. Ignoring all prior advice and forewarning and we mighty full of ourselves all of a sudden, aren't we? Never, never land, blowing dubs till my eyes low. 
Told you I'm the main event, you a sideshow. I lap rappers' eyes closed with a blindfold. They washed up, no balance like a wine. No, I'm what the streets honor you, what the streets pity. On behalf of A minor, welcome to A City. No joke like rock, him and Eric be a DJ, turntables and a dope MC, that be me, C-Y-S-E, yeah, tell you on the mic, only him I see, uh, I'm admired through these lines, I maneuver, you a liar and your lines I maneuver, you a victim, deep sight, see a shooter, you and your dogs know nuts, all neuter, everything German, groups to the Rugas, my vocals through the tweeters, got you bobbing your medulla, this ain't a necklace, dumb fuck, this a cooler, you need a leaf, ten grand, if you to see my jewel, damn, that might get you a ring or something This lyricist only don't sing or something I got two options Either push racks or pump powder Discussing million dollar murders in the Trump Tower Guess I'm a entrepreneur. My killer's left and right of me The shooter's watching the door Catch me slipping, yeah, right You can get some get back The 40 Glock rubber grip, no kickback Money and heart, yeah, that's what you click lack Your niggas all sweet, butterfingers, kick cack I'm licking my fingertips, I got money to count Ain't tell them they precise what the fuss is about Hey, yo, Midwest, y'all gotta run that back <laughs> Dirty South, y'all gotta run that back Whole East Coast, you know what you gotta do, man. Y'all gotta run that back. The whole West Coast, <laughs> yeah, you already know. Run that back. Core DJs, run that back. Bum Squad DJs, run that back. Hitman DJs, run that back. Violate All Stars, run that back. <laughs> Dirty DJs, run that back. Go DJs, run that back. Mick Falkers, run that back. That's that shot town heat child that was very precise and DJ a reminder. And it's close to the time that my guest is supposed to call in. I'm going to play maybe one more song and then it'll be time. This one is, I think I want to do one more Shottown artist. And then we're going to bring on my guest. We have Young Ralphie, and the name of this song is Number One Fan. And, wow, it's off the chain. It's an R&B hit, and I'm looking forward to seeing it go places. But guess where you heard it first? Bling Radio.
Number one fan, Ralphie. Tan Chicago up with this song. He's been performing. So I'm everywhere. Be looking out for him because he is coming and he's coming with a vengeance. And it's so hot. It's humid. Like I said, I wanted to fry some chicken, but I probably would have turned into a sausage because I'm like on the 17th floor and you know, heat rises to the top. It's already hot. I don't need all that. Um, So I decided to make a corned beef sandwich and had the little pickles on the side like I was at AP Deli. If y'all not from Chicago, AP Deli is the biz. And so I just had like a little, I had a little moment while I was sitting here eating a sandwich and listening to Raphael sing. It was just doing something to me at the same time. <laughs> However, um, Michael Black's going to be on any minute now, but I'm going to go ahead and play my girl Tanette's song, Right Time. This girl vocals is crazy. Right time. This is the right time to play it. Blink Radio. <laughs> Must never. Must 
that was my diva tonight. We're right time, and we got some callers on the line. We have a caller from the six three zero. Let's see who this is. Hello, yo, yo Blaine, Blaine. What's going on? It's Avery. Hey, what's up? Uh, not too much. I know I was supposed to touch down with you a little earlier, man. You know things kind of crazy out here. <laughs> I could imagine. I could imagine. What's good though? I just played the song like you like ten minutes. After I know, I know, I, <laughs> I know, man. You know, you know, you know us and the girls. We can't ever. I mean, it's just you know, got a lot on my plate right now, and I try to make time best way I can, man. So I apologize on that. Better, um, better late than never, as they would absolutely. say. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, I ain't no freak out, man. <laughs> I know, I know. I, know. I, I would. Go ahead. I was just saying, I was just really appreciate your love on the record, man. For real, you know, I think that you know, I, I don't, I didn't want to get on the radio and just say, "Oh, DJ, please support my record," or "People, please go out and download the record." I think the record kind of speaks for itself. Um, when I aim to do it, you know, it's kind of like one of those situations where I just wanted to bring some energy back to what we have, you know, what we call hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's needed. It's needed. Man. Thank you for Man, bringing it. To... Thank you for running that back. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> wow. What you got coming up? Let everybody know what you got coming up. Well, man, you know, um, as I've been tweeting about, you know, for the past couple of weeks, you know, I am on tour with Selena Johnson. Um, we've been killing it from venue to venue. We just did Milwaukee this past Friday. Our next date is actually in Chicago um, at the Congress Theater. So come on out. You know, she goes on at she goes on at midnight. So it's gonna be like one of those, you know, red eyes. But it's gonna be a really good. You're gonna get a really good show. You know what I'm saying? We really bring. I think we really bring a new flavor to the table. You know what I'm saying when it comes to uh, everything we've seen as far as R&B artists are concerned. Like you know, Selena's one of those few R&B artists that actually has a voice, and she utilizes yeah. it. She doesn't overdo yeah. it though. You know, no Fantasia and then, you know, no disc, but no Fantasia, you know what I'm saying? Just just straight up, you know, give, I mean, and she's and she's real, you know what I'm saying? And she exudes that to the crowd. I think the most amazing thing that I saw in Milwaukee was the fact that she was able to get out there and just exude crowd control, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Very, very few artists can do that. You know, especially right. singers like, you know, you rappers, you know, we can just like, yeah, get your hands up, woo, woo, woo. And the DJ got the easy job. All I got to tell you to do is get your hands up and put your keys up and your ones up and all that, you know, get your Kevin Shine <laughs> on. But, you know, the singer, however, has to give you a character that makes you shift for them. And that's what yeah. she does. You know, that's exactly what she does. So, you know, it's, 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 it's an honor and a privilege working with her. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be working on her new project pretty soon. I can't really give any details, but just know that you're going to be gonna be involved. So, you know. But, I mean, That's other cool. than that, man, everything is beautiful. You know, um, like, and speaking of day precise, you know, we're about to um, start shooting a couple of videos from a couple of singles that we have for him circulating around, uh, one of which is, you know, who can do it better. You know, the next is going to be first class. Um, okay. He and Threat, he and um, Cloth Threat, um, he's about to. They're actually about to start shooting videos. You know, like three videos in six days or something like that. It's called the Big Shoot, and it's coming up oh. July 13th through the 19th. 
um, at selective areas around Chicago, so you will be informed. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And it's going it's to be, be a really good time, man. It's not going to just be about him or Spin Club or COTH. It's going to be about Chicago, and that's basically what we've been aiming for is to stop making it so much as, you know, it's like, I mean, and I, I think you understand what I'm saying. Like, you know, some of these cats get out here, and it's like, they, they they treat you like they're famous before they even somebody. You know what I'm saying? It's like right. you're trying to be Jordan, but you ain't even Kobe Bryant yet. Hell, <laughs> you ain't even LeBron yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't even Rafael Austin yet. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you not ain't even playing anymore. high school yet. <laughs> Man, you ain't even cheerleading yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You ain't even, wait a minute, you ain't even got your eighth grade diploma yet, what? <laughs> well, you ain't even out of kindergarten. <laughs> All right, you won that one. <laughs> <laughs> wait, one more preschool. <laughs> right. You're still in Pampers. Oh, My daughter older than you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, though, you know, it's just, you know, we're just trying to give everybody a good time, man, give Chicago something to cheer about because, you know, it's been a little bit difficult out here for us. Um over the past year and a half or so, you know, everybody's been kind of suffering money-wise and everything, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we've been we've been making it happen in other ways, you know, and, and mm-hmm. everybody's excited about where everything is going. Um, Spin Club is definitely looking up these days. I actually uh, organized my alliance of, of, of a roster, so to speak, and I really don't like calling it a roster because I really don't have any ownership rights over anybody, nor do I want them, but I think that we've come together you know, an allegiance to say, look, let's just sit down and give the people something to cheer for. You know what I'm saying? And because my thing is that, you know, the industry right now, I mean, honestly, if you look around at the records that are making the radio right now, they ain't really, you know, they're not marketing. They just playing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, like, you know, and I'm not saying Drake don't make good records. Drake makes excellent records. But this dude got two mixtape records on the radio. So you know that the labels in the industry are really suffering right now. But yep. at the end of the day, if it's good music and the people love it, then somebody's doing something right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm excited about that because now that whole segue of you got to go through this person, you got to go through that person or this station and that station, honestly, Ms. Bling, I haven't set foot in a radio station and I don't know how long. And between mm-hmm. the Run That Back record that I just dropped over a month, a little less than a month ago, and who could do it better by size? And of course, you know the first class joint. We've gotten a total, and, and I don't make numbers up. I got, I got back up to prove it. We've gotten a total <laughs> of twenty thousand spins in six. Woo, that's great. You know that's what I'm good. saying. And the thing is that I've been able to calculate that by doing my homework before I even got on this call. You know, I ain't gonna. I'm gonna keep it one hundred with you. I did my homework before I got on this call. So that's a okay. real statistic right there. But the thing is that for me, it's not about spins. It's about quality. If a person right. play it one or two times in their lifetime, at least they can able they they're able to say that they contribute to something great. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You know, like I ain't I ain't one of them guys that like handing self talk when it comes to talking about music and stuff like that. But man, I could go on about stuff that we went through in Chicago and going to you know different situations and it just didn't pan out. But you know, we just grateful to still be here. We still grateful to still be valid, man. And that's that's all that matters at this point. Like I said, I was really excited yep. about to run that back record. I felt like when I heard, when I got, when I, when I, it's like when me and uh, DJ Meddy already, you know, big ups to him, the sound schemes, you know, when we sat down and put that track together, I was so excited. Like, I, I was excited. <laughs> like, I heard M.O.P.'s Annie Up all over again. 
Wow. You went so back was, with that. And so, yeah. Okay, okay. Right, right. Like, you know, had you coming out your stuff, you know, and it's like, you know, I feel like that's the energy we bring with that record. And, you know, I, I had a, a whole lot of A-list artists I could have forwarded this to and it could have got done and, and, and it would have been on somebody's playlist. But, honestly, I felt in my heart that Dave Precise had what it took to bring this record to light. And that's just me proving that he can go with the best stuff. You put this record up up against anything out there, and I guarantee you it's going to do numbers. That's what's up. That's what's up. I'm definitely going to be playing it. And whatever you guys got coming up, keep me informed. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. I got used to hibernating, so people don't really see me out that much. And when they see me, they're like, oh, my God, what happened to you? We thought you died. You got a blame sighting. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> we need a blink sighting, yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna do a blink sighting tonight. I'm actually gonna go to the Trey songs um after party. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'll Absolutely. be there. Big up the Trey songs, you know, here in Chicago doing this thing. Big up to my man TJ and of course my man Anthony Roberts from Double XL Magazine who um all orchestrating that, you know what I'm saying? I, I want to send them a big ups as well. And a special big ups to IndieHipHop.net for holding us down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. Well, I will see you soon around here somewhere, somebody's event, some, somebody's meeting. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you something. People tell me I'm a, I, I've made a vow, like, over the past maybe couple of weeks, ever since I've been, like, getting ready to do this thing with Selena and going out to these venues. I'm going to try to make a conscious effort to get out more. It's just I've been such a hermit because I've been working so hard on this production, man. And it's like mm-hmm. if you listen to that record, you can see what I'm talking about. Like, you know, I like to put a lot in, a lot of energy into it. And sometimes, you know, I can be known for going on sabbaticals where I just don't go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? And it's yep. like I'm a hermit. And it doesn't help that me and my family just relocated to the south suburbs and my house has a studio in it. So you know, oh, wow. you know, they gotta they gotta fight to get me out of it. You know what I'm saying? But it's like <laughs> you know, I've been known to go into serious hibernation just on production alone. So if you hear some hotness, it's only because I put put my all my energy into it. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it's not that it's re- it's not that it's required, man. It's just I love music that much. So right. I mean, but no, I'll be out soon. Best believe me. You'll be the first person to know because we don't get a chance to link up much. Right. Right. Well, that's cool. Just keep me informed, and um, we'll get a chance to top it up sooner than we think. Probably, probably. I ain't gonna say no date because you never know. But man, look, just hit me on the Twitter. All my people's out there, hit me on Twitter. Twitter dot com backslash DJ A V E R I M I N O R. And Miss Bling, you already know what it is, man. I'm I'm just a yep. Twitter away. <laughs> you already know. Top of the top of the morning. We we in there. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'll be and, and for the people on Twitter I'll be pissing off with my little blurbs in the morning. Don't get don't don't get mad. I'm I'm, a, I'm not a morning person, but I had a tendency to I can type a lot though. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I sometimes saw. I just got, I, I just sometimes I just like letting people know what's on my mind when it's on my mind and not letting it linger. You know what I'm saying? So I don't mean yeah. to like shut Twitter down with all my blurbs and stuff, but I can't be as bad as I am, Diddy. <laughs> oh like, Jesus! Don't don't please. And he actually, and wait, man, he actually took a vacation. It's a lot of artists, and and it's all. And one other thing I want to add, man, for all you artists out there to be on Twitter, like, 
you know, and you see cats, like, talking about something and everything, and I understand, you know, you're on your grind, you're on your gristle, man, but have, like, some tact about how you present your record, man. Don't just interrupt my blurbs with, yo, check out my record, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <sighs> I, I've never, ever gotten a spin based off of me just throwing somebody my record. Everybody who's prominent, and believe me, I know some prominent people who got down on my records, I build relationships with them. I build relationships with them to the point where they almost know what to expect from me. So it's like, you know, if you really want to prosper in this game, and it's just some knowledge, if you really want to prosper in this game, take some time to build a relationship with people. Don't just shoot the record over to them and throw it at them and say, oh, man, check this out. He's the next Jay-Z. He's the next Lil Wayne. I, I, I'm not trying to hear that. Because, I mean, honestly, right. if I want a Jay-Z or Lil Wayne, I'll get my grizzle on so I can get up with them cats and make it happen. I don't want yep. the next anybody. I want. I just want some new stuff that that makes that makes it happen, you know. And I've I've been known to be, you know, some people tell me, you know, I can be a little bit unjust when they come to like, you know, letting people, you know, express themselves. And I ain't. I'm, I'm not here to police nobody, man. Just don't flood my phone with that, man. You will DJ get unfollowed and yeah, you will get unfollowed and deleted. Wow. And best believe wow. I will. I, and best believe I will CSI you to the rest of my Twitter family, and they won't follow you. You know what? <laughs> you said CSI. You watch Man. too much TV. Nah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true that. You know, you married and stuff. You know, and you into what the wife is into. Yeah, you do tend to do that. But, you know, it's all good. Though. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> well, you make sure. Um, the moment you do come out of hibernation mode, let me know. I'll be out real soon. Best believe. Best believe. Oh, and and one more tidbit for y'all. Zoom and Microsoft, well, Zoom Microsoft slash DigiWax is doing a concert here called Live at the Barbecue. I don't know how many people were able to get to the last one, but it featured most deaf, Talib Kweli, uh, Bilal, Little Brother. It was a really good concert. And, of course, yours truly opened up for it. Well, I'm just here to let you know I'll be opening up for that concert again this year, this summer. I'll be keeping you posted on that, too, because what I'm okay. also trying to do with them is get Bling Radio to also uh, uh, broadcast live from the concert. I think that'll be that's a really good look. That's what's up. I'm down. I think that'll be a definitely good look. We're going to make that happen, Blaine. But, man, I love you, baby. Yeah. Thank you for the love on the record. I, I appreciate it, man. You know, all my peeps out in Chi-Town, I love y'all. Man, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right, that's what it is. All right, bye-bye. Oh, see, this is what I'm talking about, support. The DJs calling in, supporting the Blaine show. I truly, truly appreciate that. Oh, Okay. We are going to be on live with our special guest in a minute. I'm going to give him a few minutes, and I'm going to play Breakfast in Bed. Yeah, Chris J. We'll be right back. Bling Radio.
to order straight from Granny's Kitchen. Not just any Granny's Kitchen, but Granny Swoops. They're so delicious and I want to share them with you. I had an experience of a lifetime. I had a $10 pan and I wanted to eat it all by myself, but I knew that would be greedy. So, I shared it with a friend and here's what they said. Girl, that peach cobbler was so good. Man, I need my own. I need a family pan. Do they got family pans? Yeah, they got family pans. How much are they? The family pans are $40. What? So, that's what I'm saying. That's the type of effect that this has. You need to get your own Granny Swoop homemade peach cobbler. Medium size, $10. Large size, $20. Dinner size, $40. $5 for extra crust. Just call them at 773-616-1195 to place your order today. Or email them at grannyswoops at yahoo.com. That's grannyswoops, S-W-O-O-P-E-S, at yahoo.com. Get your... Homemade peach cobbler today. Mmm, mmm, good.
managers, developers, and general contractors. MC Construction is glad to announce that we're offering a 10% discount on all new customer work for the months of May and June. Don't forget to inquire about our free giveaway to all of our new customers. Give us a call at 708-675-0432. That's 708-675-0432. Leave your name and number so we can schedule a free estimate on any or all of your concrete and general contracting needs. When you want quality work at affordable prices, think into construction, where our motto is, our work plus your budget equals your satisfaction. Make M2 Construction a part of your everyday needs. And we look forward to hearing from you. Check us out on the web at myspace.com forward slash M, the number two, construction. That's myspace.com forward slash M, the number two, construction. Bye-bye. Calling all cheerleaders, dance teams, performers, even those hot cage girls in the club. Yes, I'm talking to all y'all. Whatever category you fall under, Bling Spirit Glitter got the most eye-popping, colorful, bling-delicious makeup you'll ever find. I know you want to bling in the new year looking oh so right. So why not do it with Bling Makeup? You even get 10% off your first order on their website at blingspiritglitter.com. Type in the promotional code BLINGDELICIOUS during the checkout for the new year and you get 10% off. Crystal, Missy, or Barbara will take care of you. Just make sure you call and tell them Blingy sent you. BlingSpiritGlitter.com Call 866-343-8220 That's 866-343-8220 It's your time to shine in This spring, prepare to be offended. One plus one is left. We ain't got no food. You cost me a lot of money with your fucking gambling debt. I may have something for you that's better than money. A young boy abandoned by his parents. Don't say hello. You say we got to Back out of this, baby. I haven't told that little fuckers. We out. Loved by no one. You better get all these fucking chores done in the next hour. Until one day. I have to get you out of here tonight because things are going to get ugly in this place. Mutombo was given a chance. If you want some change, I got this Barack Obama. To run an organization. Do you see my vision? See. This is alive. But there was one problem. He had no clue. Black, black, black. It don't bling, it won't blast. Shut the fuck up, what's my name? Shut the fuck up, what's my name? Shut the fuck up, what's my name? Matumbo, this spring, life is a... Motherfucker! Okay, you called in right on time. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Mike? <laughs> I just kidding, I, I, I don't care how many times I hear you say that. Every time you say it, I die laughing. <laughs> uh, you know what? I say that so many times a day. I mean, people see me in the, on the streets. They want to hear that word every time. Motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. Say that word. With I'm like, if I, if I got $5 for every time I say it, I'd be a trillionaire, motherfucker. But it's all good. Uh, you always gotta give your, you gotta give your, you gotta give your fans something to remember you by, you know. So. Right, definitely. What's good? What's going on? 
man, I'm just been busy. You know, the father's out. I'm chilling with my kids right now. That's why I was uh, calling all late. But um, oh yeah, happy Father's Day. Thank you, thank you very much. Besides everything's good. You know, I'm just working, telling jokes. Uh, you know, trying to put out this Mutombo movie. Yes. Um, and hope I've been also in touch with Master P, trying to find out when you're gonna put out our other movie we did called um, The Little Mailman. So I got a few things in the okay. works right now, you know. But of course, the biggest thing is the whole my my first my own project as our executive producer and I co-wrote and co you know I was a star of it called Mutombo and you know that's what's yeah. going on right now. Now, um, a lot of people have been asking me questions about the movie, and I'm like, I'm just going to let him answer those questions while I ask you so you can let people know what's going on. Um, they well, want to know. Mutombo, uh, you know, uh, we shot it, what, about eight months ago or something like that, and, you know, mm-hmm. it was originally just shot straight for DVDs, but to shoot it, get it done, and then put it out on DVD and, you know, sell a million copies because my fans are so ready for Michael Blackson to do something else. So I had to, I had to think real crazy. I had to give my fans something that they would never forget. And it's a movie right. called Mutombo. Mutombo is a comedy about um about my parents not wanting me from birth. They try to get rid of me from birth. You know, it started out as my mother being pregnant with me, and um and she went and had an abortion, and the abortion survived. That was a live abortion. Wow. So then they try to... <laughs> they try to get rid of me everywhere they can. They try to, you know, leave me in backyards and people's playgrounds. Every time they try to leave me, somebody always brought me back home. So finally, when I was 10 years old, my daddy owed, my daddy worked for a big-time cocaine dealer. And my daddy owed this guy a lot of money, so he didn't have no money to give my dad. So my daddy sold me. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was sold to a cocaine dealer in exchange for the money my, uh, my father owes him. So that's wow. how that's what happens. So Mutombo gets, uh, you know, um, gets sold, and he's treated like a horrible for 20, I mean, for very many years, 20 years. He was a servant to this Oscar Montoya guy who is a, you know, a cocaine lord, and him and his bodyguards just torture Mutombo. All comedy, though, nothing real serious. Yeah, just a yeah. You know, and then, um, in fact, you know, you know you did a cameo in the movie, and what happened in this, in Miss Blink scene is um well originally this movie got changed two times okay originally okay. Mutombo you know was a servant and then all of a sudden Oscar Montoya who was the guy that he was sold to he got killed by his enemies and then Mutombo took over and had no clue what to do okay uh, and then and and that's the scene where um Miss Blink comes in there because now that Mutombo took over. He had to find him a woman, so he went on like a you know on a um he went on like a search for women, and uh, it was a guy that had a whole bunch of girls, and you know he was like a pimp, and Miss Bling is just a girl that was you know I guess part of the sale. Alright, <laughs> 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 so we told him. I didn't know I was being pimp. <laughs> you being pimp? That's one thing about a movie. You never know what you're doing. When it comes out, I didn't know that's what my scene was about. So that's the magic of a movie. So that was the original thing that happened in this is um, Mutombo went to go find a woman and, you know, and so forth and things happened. But what happened when we shot this movie in this particular version where Mutombo became free half an hour into the movie, Mutombo became free because Oscar got killed. 
So I watched this, this thing, this movie with probably about a total of me, about 100 people, you know, 20 at a time. And it seemed like okay. Tumbo, the movie was a lot funnier when he was more of a servant. All right? Like when he was a servant okay. and they were treating him like crap, my audience laughed more at that. So it kind of puzzled me a little bit, you know, because <laughs> I, I want people to laugh throughout my movie. So, right. I said, so what I did was I was like, well, he's, if they're laughing at his pain, maybe I need to stretch out his pain, make him a servant throughout the whole movie. And then at the end of the movie, get dies, and then Mutombo is free, and that would prepare us for the sequel. Because the sequel, then he could, he could take over. So okay. We, right. So what we did with the scenes that we already shot, that Mutombo was free, we made that into a dream. So what happened is Mutombo went to sleep one night and had a dream he was free. And then little things, and then in between, in between the movie, he kept telling me a guy that lived in a house, a character by the name of Pedro. Pedro was a Spanish character that lived in a house. That he was Oscar's right hand man, but he he kind of looked after, looked over Mutombo. He treated Mutombo nice. Everybody else treated him like crap. So in between okay. the movie, Mutombo kept telling um, Pedro about this dream he had. So all this stuff that we shot where Mutombo was free. We turned it into a dream, so then he went back to being a servant. He was a servant throughout the whole movie, and he just he would just you know the, the, most of his relief came from when we went to his dream sequence where he told his, he told Pedro about the dream he had about being free and going looking for girls and all the different things that happened that we had mm-hmm. us, you know, put into a dream sequence. So that's what happened with the movie. So we we did it that way, and then it became a more solid movie, and we we're ready to put it out on DVD. You know, probably on the next quarter, which is supposed to come out in September. But then I okay. had I had these people in Miami, this movie production company in Miami, called Kingdom um, Kingdom Film, and they have distribution through Paramount. I showed them the movie. Okay. They loved the movie so much that they said, "There's no way you should just settle for a DVD." He said, "Let's reshoot this with better cameras and try wow. to put it in limited theaters." So that's why that's what's holding Mutombo right now is that. Which is all good because, you know, I mean, I would definitely prefer it being in the theaters than coming straight out on DVD. Right. So if everything goes well, I, at the, by the end of this month, I will have more of a better answer on Mutombo. But if everything goes well, you know, we we might reshoot Mutombo in August with better cameras okay. in Miami. Yeah, I know we shot it in Philadelphia, but now I'm going to go to Miami where there's really like a home of real cocaine dealers. You know what I'm saying? So get okay. a better setting and, you know, better mansions and everything else. And then if if that goes well, then it will probably come out more like January, more like the earlier of the year, but it will come out in limited theaters, you know, at least sitting in a lot of urban theaters and, and from theaters okay. for DVD. So that's what we're looking forward to. That is wonderful. Congratulations. That is wonderful, wonderful, yeah. wonderful. That's I just, just the part that I saw with just being there, like we was on the set for like, what, eight hours? Eight hours. It was a long yeah. day. Yeah, and uh, the whole thing, it was just funny. The whole thing was funny, so I'm like, I can't even imagine what the rest of the movie is like outside of the scenes oh, yeah. that we did that day. The rest of the movie is retarded. It's really... <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think of one of my favorite scenes in this movie that's, you know, not, that's not, in, a, it's not in, um, in a trailer is when Mutombo, what happened, like Mutombo, they, they barely fed Mutombo. Mutombo ate probably once a week. As a servant, right? Wow. So what happened one time, I guess Mutombo stole some food out the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And Oscar, re- Oscar realized that he was missing some tangerines 
and some sausages, right? <laughs> so he sends his bodyguard. So no, so what happened? Um, um, Oscar texts Pedro. Pedro is a Spanish guy that helps out Mutumbo. Okay. Oscar texts Pedro and said, um, "Hey, um, we're missing some tangerine sausage. Um, find out if Mutumbo ate them." So Mutumbo gets nervous, and you know, and I, Pedro is in the basement talking to Mutumbo. He said, "Did you eat the sausage?" He said, "I don't know." Was it two sausages and one tangerine? He said, "Yeah, two sausages and one tangerine." He, uh, he said, "Mutumbo was like, oh, I, I didn't eat it, but if I did, he said, if you did, I still cut you by your, cut your balls off." He said, "Well, I didn't eat them then." So what happened? Mutumbo <laughs> tried to run. He said, "No, Pedro told Oscar, told Mutumbo that Oscar wants to give him a, a ultrasound and like a, you know just to check his stomach for the sausage and tangerine." <laughs> So we told oh the guys to go and take us. Can I curse on the radio? Go ahead. All right. We told to go take a shift to get it out of the system <laughs> before the ultrasound. Right? Before the cat scan, whatever they're going to give him, you know. <laughs> so he's on the, was on the toilet. All of a sudden, the bodyguard opens the door. Like, what are you doing? He's um, taking a shift. <laughs> he said, Oscar want to see you right now. He said, but I'm cheating. He said, Mutombo, I don't care. Suck that shit back up your ass and come upstairs right now. <laughs> so it's like one of my favorite scenes in that movie. I don't want to go any further with it because I don't want to give away the punchline of it. But every right. scene is just hilarious. Every scene is just, you know. And I, I was looking so forward to it coming out on DVD in September. But, like, now I think, you know, we'd rather make it bigger. So, you know, just hold up for a second, and I'll keep you guys posted on Mutombo the movie. Cool. That is wonderful. I'm so... <sighs> I'm excited I'm a part of this project. Yeah, that you're is definitely a part of the project. And like I said, if everything goes well, you know, you don't need to, you know, get your behind in Miami. So we're yeah. We're just going to be doing the same thing. We're just doing it all over. And, you know, even better, because now we watch, I watch the movie, and I even have more ideas. You know what I'm saying? As far right. As my, you know, so it's probably more things I'm going to do with you in that particular scene. That we, you know, okay. A lot to, you know, crack up at. You know what's funny? I came all the way to Philly and had no idea what I was going to be doing. You was just like, just just come. <laughs> just don't even worry about what you're doing. Well, just come on. Just come out and just, you're just going to hold this plate of food and you're going to you know, do your part. And, you know, so. <laughs> But like at the same time, the guys that I had shot this movie was more like it was, these guys were just graduate out of film school, so they weren't the best shooters and the best directors, and that's what okay. the good thing is about going to redo this in Miami with more of a professional crew. You know okay. what I mean? Because I mean they, they missed a lot of punchline in this movie. Like I mean, you got, you was there when we were shooting a movie, and you laughed every time we shot a scene. But when they go into the editing room, these guys didn't know what scene to edit. You know. So wow. a lot of time I did, yeah. So sometimes I mean, it's it's, it's post production is so huge in the movie because you can shoot mm-hmm. the funniest thing in the world, but if it's not edited the right way, it's not gonna come out funny. Right. You know, and that's a lot of things that happened when I why I had to change the movie around and put them a lot of stuff into a dream sequence because so much other things that we shot that was so much that was so funny just didn't come out right on camera. So I had to make it into a dream and then you know. And, squeeze it together and cut a very, very, cut a lot of scenes very short because I had to okay. shoot other scenes where Mutoma was doing more work as a servant because that's what, you know, the audience liked the most. And, like, the issues that it was, you know, 
but it's all good. Either way, we'll have an excellent movie. You know, yep. so if it don't come out in September on DVD, that's a good thing. That means it's gonna come out in theaters at the beginning of the year. All right, so my fans don't know him. Just be patient. You know, Michael Blackson is coming soon, Manasoka. <laughs> that is great. Oh wow. What and you know what? What is what is one of the craziest places that you ever signed an autograph on somebody? Oh my God! It, you know, it just happened maybe a month ago. It's on her ass cheek. This girl pulled her, lifted her dress with no panties on and made me sign her butt. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? I mean, can next time can you can you shave, please? <laughs> she had a hairy butt. Yeah, right where the hair was sticking out everywhere, but I thought I didn't want to get into it. But prior to that, it was it was it was the breast prior to that. When this person had me signed up, Ashley Butt, I knew it was just, my career was just really, I was really a star. Being a star. <laughs> Ashley Butt up. Cheek. I'm talking about her ass. I know. left, I remember it was a left butt cheek. <laughs> crazy. That is crazy. Wait a minute. Now, you're not going to. You told me to sign Mother Sucker. She wasn't seen when I saw. I just signed on their ashy ass. <laughs> She'll find. I guess she found out later when she got home. <laughs> Wait a minute! Did you do it with a pen or with a marker? It was a sharpie. I wrote ashy eyes, but I stuck out. I wonder if she took a picture of that. That is crazy. Right. You know, so I signed it and I pulled a dress right back and I left out the building. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Oh, my God. Ashy, you know what? <laughs> you silly. That, that, that definitely is the top, you know. I mean, I had one time I, it was somebody, it was somebody, it was somebody's clothes at one time. I'm like, yo, this is like your good clothes. This is your Easter outfit you got me signing, you know, and I signed it with a copy. <laughs> They're like, I'm never going to watch it again, but I suck it. I'm like, all right. I mean, you know, it's, it's a good feeling, man. I, I didn't know I could make such an impact on people, you know. I just, God just gave me a gift to tell jokes, and people, I mean, but you know what? I hear even doctors tell me that, you know, making people laugh is, is a form of healing. So I'm mm-hmm. like a therapist in a certain way. So, you know, you make yep. people feel good, and they would love you, so. That's what's up. And in the future, do you see yourself doing a book? Like writing a book oh, about? Yeah, I, I definitely gotta write. I gotta do a book. You know, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it maybe five years, or you know, and I, I gotta do a book where I probably gotta tell it all. You know, I'm just okay. stuff. You know, and then you know, um, then I probably want to do the Michael Blackson story also. You know, maybe straight okay. to DVD, but like you know, like I mean. My life is, I, I mean, I am a funny guy, you know, and my fans love me and all, but I, I guess I got to let my fans get to know me, like where I came from and how I ended up for doing comedy and, my, you know, how my life was when I first came to America and the things that I went through, you know. Yeah. Like comedians, every comedian, we just don't get funny out of nowhere. We all been through stuff in life. Right. Know? And um, so i probably share that with my audience, you know, very soon. That's cool. Well, actually, while we live now, um, let them know how you um, how you got started with comedy. 
Uh, it started in uh, you know late early nineties. Um, actually started in high school, like my last my last couple of years in high school, eleventh and twelfth grade. You know, it, it, I mean, what even what even made me funny, or even became funny, was just the things that I went through as a kid. You know, I mean, all of me, my friends know I'm not from this country. You know, I came from West Africa, and mm-hmm. I came to America more like towards the late eighties. You know. And okay. in the eighties, the late eighties, I mean, we talking about like the, the era of Prince and, and then the debauch and the, you know the light skin era, uh-huh. you know. And it, I'll be sure and everybody else. And I'm just this little kid coming from Africa, you know, midnight dark, and just you with a what? strong accent. And you know, back then, you know, being an African wasn't really a popular thing. It wasn't really a cool thing. I mean, it's like, you know, every. Every era in, in the space, it was certain times for everything. Like, I know the 70s, it was very, you know, dashiki in the 70s. And then when the 80s came, the 80s was a whole different world. Everybody was, you know, being African wasn't the cutest thing, you know. It was like jerry curls. Where if you had nappy hair, you made your hair curly. It was light skin. It was, you know, the, 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 right. It was everything that was not dark black was not unpopular and unbeautiful. So yeah, I came in an I, era. I came in an era where it was rough. It was tough being a dark skinned dude with some accent. Somebody really care. You can't get no date. You kids made fun of you. And I came to the states. I was 13 years old, and going to school. How hard it is, you know. These kids, when kids are a little young, they can be ignorant sometimes. You know what I mean? Because they're mm-hmm. young and don't know any better. So they make fun of you and they clown you to the fullest. I got clowned for a long time. You what I talk about? <laughs> I got clowned for a while, you know, and then, and also in Africa where I'm from, you know, we are not, I mean, now these things are changing, people are getting more materialistic, but where I'm from, we were not materialistic at all. You know, in America, I came to America, everything was like, it's like, America to me was like when, you know, Adam ate the apple, when, and when God told him not to eat the apple, and Adam ate the apple, and his eyes opened, he could see everything that God didn't want him to see. That's how I was, like, to me, to America. You know, I came to the States, everything is magnified. Everything, like, they've looked at everything, from the name brand of your shoes to what name jeans are you wearing. If you yep. want to sit in, you want to have a girl, you better have some name brand sneakers, you know. And in Africa, <laughs> all we cared about is a brand-new sneakers. It didn't matter what it was. It didn't cost $5. If it was brand-new, that's all that mattered. You know, you walk around, kids like, oh, my God, they have a new sneakers. It looks good. All that matter was new. Not whether it was Nike or Adidas. And that's what I went through. I came to America. My mom ain't going for to buy me no Nikes and Adidas. My mom was mm-hmm. took, I'm, I'm talking about back, and I'm talking about like Woolworths. I don't know if you guys have that in Chicago. You have Woolworths? We had it. Yep, you have we had Woolworths. it. You have McCorry? No. Probably not. But Woolworths. All right, let's say for instance, Woolworths. And my mom would go there and buy a new pair of sneakers. I mean, I'm on the first day I went back to I went to school. My mom went and bought me brand new sneakers. It was, you know, one time we bought it from Woolworths. Another time we bought it from the supermarket. My, she bought my sneakers next to some chicken. You know what? <laughs> okay, you bought chicken and you bought sneakers. I mean, it was a brand new sneaker that cost seven ninety nine. Was gray. I'll never forget. It was gray. Had like a little white thing on the side of it, and it was brand new. And then I went to school. You know what I'm saying? It was called, I don't remember the name. It was, you know, it was, this, now this particular one had no name. The second sneakers I had, name was, it was called In Action. That was the name of my sneakers. <laughs> in, in Action. In Action, exactly. It was called 9 
That's the one my mother got from Woolworth. But the one that okay. had no name, I remember my first day of school. I'm in school with my new pair of jeans, of course, no-name jeans, and, and my <laughs> no-name sneaker with my no-name shirt. Just a no-name. I'm in school with my brand-new stuff, walking and proud and happy, like, yeah, I'm going to show these Americans how I'm doing this big. And the kid's <laughs> like, what is that sneakers? I said, it's, it's a brand-new sneakers. They said, well, it's not Nike, ain't no Adidas, ain't no Pumas. I said, yes, but it's brand new. <laughs> and they just laughed and clowned me. They clowned me for my life. You know, they yeah, made fun. And and that, it was all good. It's all good now, you know what I mean? And I, like, I'm, I go around and I try to talk to kids in school, like kids from mm-hmm. other countries who sometimes, I mean, we're in America. We're in America like the greatest country in the world. They got all the opportunities in the world. You know what I mean? And with all the opportunities yep. and all goodness, also will come with some negativity too. Like once in a while, you're going to run into a bunch of ignorant people. You know what I mean? You got to mm-hmm. take the good for the bad. But everything that I went through as a kid, how I got made fun of, the, the darkness of my complexion, the, the coffee, midnight, midnight trends of Georgia, 1159. You know what? 1159 p.m., you know how dark that is? <laughs> That's like right before midnight. <laughs> You know what? And then being See, an African, this so you know, this so you know, because I'm African, they think any African I know. They be like, hey, you Mutumbo's cousin? Hey, you know how Kim Olajuwon? I'm like, I don't, because I'm African, I know all the Africans. That say, no, I don't know that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, Mutumbo is not my cousin. No, how Kim Olajuwon is not my cousin. Wow, that you is know? crazy. No, I was not extra in Tarzan. No. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, but it was, I mean, what it, I mean, late, but it, what happened was, you know, that happened in Newark, New Jersey. That was the first place. I, that was my first stomping ground when I first came to America. It was okay. in Newark. And then, you know, as I got older, you know, maybe two, three years later, I realized what it took to fit in. You got to wear name brand clothes. You know, you got to get a decent haircut. You know, and then mm-hmm. so I, okay, I started noticing what it takes to at least look appealing to these people. So I yeah. had my first job. I had my first job at 13 years old. I was uh, I used to go like door to door selling candy for this guy. Okay. He used to pick a bunch of kids and take us to people's, took us to the suburban houses, you know, and sell candy okay. to these people. You know, we sell a box of candy for like five dollars. Out of that five dollars, we might get 75 cents out of that. So at the end of the mm-hmm. week. You know, every, at the end of the week, I might make $75. So I'll give, like, half of it to my mother to go towards the bills and the rent, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll save the other half. So I kept saving money throughout the whole summer, and then I, and then when it was time to go back to school, I saved about three, four $400, and I went shopping for the Nike and the Adidas and everything else. <laughs> so then I went to school, they're like, oh, look, the African came up. In the right, and they still want to clown me. I'm like, goodness. You know? but Never it was all good. But then, then I knew, I knew how to like, you know, fade in and stuff like that. So this, you know, then I started having friends because now I got name brand sneakers. I must have a little bit of money, and then I probably had my first kiss at like maybe 14 years old. Wow. Um, from a, yeah, uh, you know, from a girl named I don't know if I forget her name. One named Tasha. She had like Jerry girl. I know I forget that. I don't know. <laughs> I forgot her name, but she's actually in my eighth grade yearbook, my junior high yearbook. So I'm going to go through that book and try to find her. And she was like my first kid. 
he had his real big nose and his jerry curls. <laughs> and then, um, but then my, you know, my, my mother decided to move to Philly. She had a friend, some friends, some African friends that lived in Philly, and they said okay. Philly had, you know, was you know, uh, cost of living was a lot cheaper in Philly because in North New Jersey, cost of living was expensive. I mean, we all shared with me and my mother and my two sisters. We shared like a two bedroom apartment. It was just, you know, it was it wasn't enough room. So, okay. you know, we moved to Philly, and Philly at that time, you could rent you like a row house, a three-bedroom row house for about $300 a month. So, you know, wow. my mother was able to get a place, and I got my first bedroom, and, you know, and then when I came to Philly, it was like I was coming to a new place, a new environment. These people don't know me here. They don't know what I went through. I could mm-hmm. have a new start fresh, and that's what happened. So I already knew exactly what it took to fit in. So my first day or two, I went to Philly. And, my, you know, I, and the thing about it, when I got to Philly that summer, I, I was able to get a job, and I worked, and I saved up money, and I went back to, like, Newark and did all my shopping. and would my clothes be different from anybody else. And I came to Philly and went to school, and I dressed. I was, I put it this way, in my high school yearbook, I was best dressed. Okay. I was best dressed. That's how dressed, that's how a, a fashionable person I was. You know, so I went to school just wearing the best gears. And, you know, everybody wanted to be my friend. All of a sudden now, I started clowning people. I started making fun. And I started joking around. And that's how this whole comedy thing started. You know, that's where it started, 11th grade in Philadelphia. That's crazy. And, right. And then when I graduated out of high school, I started going to open mic night at the local comedy clubs, And that's how I got it started. And then it just went on from there. That's what's up. That's amazing, like, how you could just tell your whole story in, like, five minutes. Yeah, it's a long story. When I, maybe I'll get that book, put that book together, you know. Yeah. What happens, man? That's what's up. Well, do you got a Twitter page? I just got one. Um, Somebody has stole my name, so it's under Mother Sucker, M-O. Uh-oh, how do you spell Mother Sucker? M- <laughs> M-O-D-A-S-U-C-K-A. Okay. Alright, you know that's the um I'm not sure that's the username or is that my um whatever whatever Michael Blackson mother sucker that's that's what it is so that's I'm my Twitter look for page. You. Look for me, you know on Facebook it's under my name Michael Blackson on the MySpace it's under Michael Blackson um you know but MySpace it got like four fake other Michael Blackson everybody want to be like Mike so just go <laughs> and find me on MySpace search me by email which is Michael Blackson at Hotmail dot com. Okay. I got you. Um, I found it as Mother Sucker um, on Twitter. I'm following right. you now, so, yeah. You follow me right now while I'm in my car driving from Philly to my suburban home outside of, actually, my house is in Delaware, which is like 30 minutes outside of Philly. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah so, um, if you follow, if you, if you got a real Twitter, you, you should be looking at me right now, Mother Sucker. <laughs> but, yeah, you if fool. you follow Everybody that's following me, that's why I'm driving home right now. Uh, I got my kids in the back seat. I'm going to go to this big house, and I'm going to relax for about three, four days. I'm not going to leave out my house till Thursday. I'm going to take okay. my little boys back to Pittsburgh where they live with their mother. I'm going to fly, I'm gonna fly to New York. I got two shows in New York Thursday night, and then I okay. get ready for the BT Awards um, on Sunday. Okay. When are you coming back to Chicago? Actually, I got a date in Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. I I know I think I got some August 15th. 
is a remake. I actually had a show that was originally June 6th, but it got postponed to other Okay. Season. All right, but okay. I, you know what? I think I'm supposed to be there in oh, no, July for a video shoot. All right, but my first performing wise, it will be um, August 15th to be my next show. Who doing the video? Some I think some old old school people. I think Cool in the Gang or something. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah somebody. I think it is somebody's doing a video. Nobody, nobody. Uh, I have no idea. It's just a friend of mine. <laughs> A friend of mine, he must know somebody in the group, so they, you know, might either want me to come and do a cameo, so they're gonna, you know, fly me out there to come out and do a cameo. Okay, cool, cool. Well, make sure you keep in touch. Let me know when I'll you come to the chat. And then, you know, I'll keep you posted. Just hit me up once in a while. Make sure you definitely hit me up by the middle of next month. Well, you hit me all the time. Even if you just send a hi to me on MySpace or Twitter, you know, and yeah. I'll keep you posted on the um on the movie thing. Okay. All right. All righty. I'm going to talk right. to you later. Thanks I'll for calling. It's all good. <laughs> okay. Bye. Oh, he is so freaking crazy. I just love him. He is so cool. Oh, my God. We had so much fun when we were filming that movie. Oh, wow. Um. All right, so I'm going to go ahead, if you are just tuning in, I'm going to go ahead and play the commercial again for the movie. And like he said, it will be in theaters in January if they don't go to DVD in September. So I'm excited. Either way it goes, I'm excited. And I really hope they do go ahead and film it in Miami because that means I'll be going to Miami. So I'm excited. But I'm going to go ahead and play this. And if you have any requests, send them to blingradio at gmail.com. I'm checking the email now. Or you can call me and tell me what you want to hear live, 646-716-9719. This spring, prepare to be offended. One plus one is 11. We ain't got no food. You cost me a lot of money with your fucking gambling debt. I may have something for you that's better than money. A young boy abandoned by his parents. Loved by no one. You better get all these fucking chores done in the next hour. Until one day. I have to get you out of here tonight because things are going to get ugly in this place. Mutombo was given a chance. If you want some change, I got this Barack Obama. To run an organization. See, But there was one problem. He had no clue. Black, black, black. It don't bling, it won't blab. Shut the fuck up, what's my name? Shut the fuck up, what's my name? Shut the fuck up, what's my name? This spring. Life is a motherfucker. <laughs> oh. oh, y'all had to be there with the scene that I did. I was, I was like, I well, he just told me I was being, I was like pimped. <laughs> 
and the person who played in the scene with me and him was um Akon brother Gibson. And it was like a group of girls, and we all were lined up, and he was, it was like a crazy girl, a Christian girl, the burrito-eating girl, and I was block, 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 and I, like, was trying to feed him food, a big-ass plate of food and some Doritos. It was crazy, but <laughs> I grabbed it, and I bounced him on my knee. It's crazy, so when you see the trailer and you hear me saying block, 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 he bouncing on my knee. That's, <laughs> that's the scene we did in the movie, but I got a request for... Phoenix Phenom's love song from the CEO of TCP Models. And I'm going to go ahead and run that around, and we'll be back in a minute. Lean Radio. It's like my favorite song that 
for that blingy throwback I had to come with a oh my god I don't know which one I want to play I have quite a few and we only got 16 minutes left but I have to play this messy one it's the summer song get the freak on Shit. 
now, listen to me now, I'm laughing 20 rounds, and if you want me, then come on get me now, is you with me now, then biggie biggie bounce, I know you dig the way I switch my style, people sing around, now people gather around, now people jump around. That just took me back to, I can't even tell you how far it took me back. I had a white Lumina. That's how long ago it was, like 99? Yeah, like 99, 2000. Woo. Oh, God. I had sounds of the car, everything. You couldn't tell me nothing. Oh, my God. It just took me back. But I'm about to go and get up out of here. I just want to let y'all know, don't forget to tune in Wednesday. I got a Chicago artist 
who was going to be going on a tour with MTV. He had a lot of stuff going on. His name is No Try Do Sincere. If you have not heard his music or you have not seen him perform with his live band, crazy. We got some video from the Rapper's Ball, and I'm going to post it on YouTube so you guys can check it out. But anywho, I just want to say thank you to everyone who supports Blingy and who's been listening to the site. Well, to the show, peeping out the sites, hitting me on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, everywhere I am. Um, we got a relaunch coming up with the sites, with the magazine, and with Miss Bling's World. So it's definitely going to be some advertisement opportunities, and they are very lucrative. So make sure you get in on this. Recession prices, y'all. Recession prices. Hit your girl up, Bling Radio at gmail.com if you want to be a part of that or just hit me up the info at missblingsworld.com that's m-i-s-s blings with the s world.com and i'm out of here okay i love you much blingy love and be safe outside because it's crazy out here the streets is watching (laughs) i'm out